We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Did you know you can have some things in your head that's not in your heart? Faith won't work in your head. It works in the heart. For with the heart man believeth. Now notice Paul goes on here to say in verse 9 that if thou shalt confess, now see he talks about the word of faith which I preach, then he says if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now he tells you that this law of faith works this way to get you born again. Now this is one of the simplest, I suppose the simplest, explanation of how to receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. Paul lays it out very clearly, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now there has to be some things happen there. You have to repent, change your mind, or you wouldn't confess Jesus as Lord. See, repent means change your mind. The devil was your Lord, but when you decide to make Jesus Lord, you've repented. And then you confess that Jesus is Lord. He says, Then believe in thy heart, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You've got to believe with your heart. There must be the Word of God in the heart of an individual, down in your spirit, and it'll change you from the inside out. And this is what the law of faith does. The Word of faith gets in you. It becomes a part of you, and it changes you. Now, see, under the Old Covenant, there was no power under that Old Covenant to overcome and to do the law. But you see, through the law of the New Covenant, which is the law of faith, there is power that comes from the Word of God to make the promises of the Word of God real in our heart and also in our lives and in manifestation in our everyday situation. And it's important that we, as Christians, find out how Faith works and applied in every situation in our life. Because God's not just interested in the things that are spiritual. He's interested in other things. He was interested in the children of Israel possessing the land of promise. And in the land of promise there, there was a land that flowed with milk and honey, and there was no lack there. And I'll tell you quite frankly, God is still interested in us as the children of God, as his sons and daughters possessing the promised land, where there is no lack. But now you see, the promised land to us today is the word of promise, which is in the word of God. To the children of Israel, it was the land of Canaan. To us, it is the promises of the new covenant. Now you're not going to attain unto these just simply because they're in the Bible. How many of you know that it's not going to happen to you, everything that's promised in the new covenant, just because it's here? It won't happen because the Bible said it. You won't be healed necessarily just because it says in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed. You've got to get the Word in you. Or have a manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in operation in someone by laying hands on you. But to get into the Word of God or to get God's Word in you will produce a spiritual force. It's called faith. In fact, I call it the divine energy of God. The faith of God is His divine energy. It is released in His Word. God released His faith in the words He spoke. Now the words that God spoke lay dormant in the pages of your Bible. In other words, just because God said it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen to you. But if you will receive that Word, believe what it says, 
And do what the Apostle Paul says. Get it in your mouth, put it in your heart. Now, Proverbs says it this way. Write these things upon the table of your heart. Bind them about thy finger. Write them upon the table of thine heart. How do you write the word on the table of your heart? Well, the psalmist David figured it out. He said, my tongue is as the pen of a ready writer. So it's the words you speak that write these things on the table of your heart. Now, have you ever stopped to realize why people say the things they say? And why they do the things they do? I want to give you insight into that. The Apostle Paul shares it with us in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Verse 13, he says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Now see, he's quoting an Old Testament scripture here. Psalm 116, verse 10, the first part of this verse. And then he says, we also believe and speak. Now this is what Paul's saying. First part, he's quoting David. But now here he says, we also believe and therefore speak. In other words, what you believe, you speak. Now the reason you hear people saying such negative things is because that's what they believe. Now there are occasions where that people say things that they don't really believe. They say it because they're disgusted with life. They're disgusted with the situation. I think the Bible calls it hardness of heart. And they just say things. They don't really mean it, don't really believe it when they say it. But they just say it and just make it three times as bad as it really is. <laughs> have you ever done that? I suspect you have. We've all done it. But it's a dangerous thing to do because Paul says what you believe, you're going to speak. And Jesus says what you speak, you're going to believe. So there's a cycle here, and this is involved in the law of the new covenant, which is the law of faith, and that is getting God's word in your mouth, speaking it in your heart, and changing the way you think. You see, you can change the way you think. We need to learn to think like God thinks. The problem is we've been thinking the way the world thinks, that if it looks bad, seems bad, feels bad, it must be bad. How many of you noticed the world's in a negative stream? And it'll sweep you down that path to destruction if you go with it. But God's admonition to us and the Apostle Paul here is to break free from that and to begin to apply the law of faith in our lives to change the situations that exist before us. Now, if you come on down here to verse 17 there in 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says, For I light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. Now let's look at this for a minute, because I've heard people say, well, you know, Paul said that all of our afflictions are working together for good for us. Well, he says it works an eternal weight in glory while we look not at things that are seen, but at things which are not seen. So the pressures of life, the problems that you're facing in life today can work an eternal value in you. While, and may I add only while, you're looking at things that are not seen. Now if you're always looking at the seen and being convinced that the thing that is seen is the absolute fact and it can't be changed, then it's not working an eternal value in you. It is defeating you. It only works an eternal value in you while you're looking at the things that are not seen. 
Now someone might say, how in the world can I look at something that I can't see? Well, you have to look at it through the eye of faith. You hear people coin all kinds of phrases. Somebody said, well, you know, that old boy just has blind faith. Well, faith is not blind. That's the total opposite from what faith is. Faith always sees and faith always knows. But you see, it doesn't know in the natural. It doesn't see in the natural. Now, that's why they say blind faith, because you can't see it. You can't feel it. You know, it's not in the natural realm. And they say, well, that old boy just in blind faith went out and did so and so. Oh, no, that guy didn't do it in blind faith. He did it with seeing faith. Somebody said seeing is believing. No, believing is seeing. (laughs) So you see, to the world, it's blind faith. But you see, faith is like a radar in an airplane. I had airplane had a radar in it, and uh, you start through a thunderstorm area, and you turn that radar on, it'd show you where all the cells were, where all the heavy rain and the turbulence was. And I mean, there were some places I went in sometimes that I just couldn't hardly believe that it wasn't bad in there because it looked bad. Man, I won't turn around. But I look at that radar and that scope would say the cell's over here five miles, the cell over there eight miles. But right through here where it looks the darkest, in about a mile you'd be in the sunshine. And I'd call the controller and I want to verify it by his radar. I mean, I think there's something wrong with this thing, you know. And I'd call him and he said, yeah, now he said, if you stay on your same heading, in about a mile or two you'd be in the sunshine. And I'm sitting there looking at this big, billowy black cloud. And I'm about to punch the nose of that airplane in that thing. And my mind is telling me, you dummy, there's a tornado right <laughs> now. <laughs> but now you see, I'm not going by blind faith. I see what is on the inside of that thing. That radar is seeing through the storm. I can't see through it. But the radar can, and that's what faith does. Faith sees through the storm. And some of you may be facing something, look like a bad situation, terrible, nothing you can do about it. But go to the Word of God to see what God says about it. Program yourself to think like God thinks and believe like God believes. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. Now, you notice here Paul says in verse 18, While we look not at things that are seen, but things that are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, things that are not seen are eternal. Eternal forces can change what is seen. Now, I've never understood you ladies. You know, my wife will say, Honey, I'm going to get a permanent. I said, Well, you got one last month. Well, she said, Yeah, but I'm going to get another. I said, Well, there wasn't nothing permanent about it. It's temporary. (laughs) She got a temporary permanent. So you see, the things that you're seeing is not permanent. Thank God there's no permanent evil. It's temporary. All evil is temporary. If you can see your bad situation, if you can see it, feel it, taste it, or touch it into the natural realm, you can take your faith and the Word of God and change it. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's entitled, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. A 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. Now, in this book, we give you insight into how to escape many of the things that the enemy would have to come your way. You need to know that God is not the destroyer. Satan is the destroyer. You know, when Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden lest they should eat of the tree of life and live forever after they had sinned. 
Now, God said, you can eat of all the trees of the garden except this tree. Well, Eve sinned, Adam followed along with her, and evidently that sin poisoned their tongue. The scripture says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. The closest thing you're going to get to the tree of life in this life is watching the words you speak. Choose your words carefully. Now, in the scripture we find, Whosoever hearkeneth to me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Proverbs 1, verse 33. Well, let's take a look at what Job said in the light of that scripture. For the thing which I have greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Isn't that amazing? When the principle of fear and defeat and disaster were set in motion, they produced the very thing. Job did more than just fear. He greatly feared. He was highly developed in his fear. You should resist fear like you resist the devil. It is God's will for you to walk in peace and in safety. Whosoever hearkeneth me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. There's authority in words. Book offer number 7507. It's entitled, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.